Amen. Thank you. Uh, well, good morning. Do not start my timer yet. <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you saw my caricature from last night. That was nice. And uh, you did not see. You may have seen if you came last night. You may have seen the cake. And that, that's like the center of our cake made of, out of icing. So I'm going to eat that while I preach. No, I'm not. I can't eat it, actually. I'm gluten-free, so I can't eat this. So if anybody wants it. But uh, Joseph made that from uh, Delish Chocolat. And uh, it was beautiful. Two big giant cakes, and I think there's leftover back there. So if you want some this morning, it's all yours. Um, it was a lot of fun last night. We had a great time. It was really just sweet being there and being with everybody and dancing. And I've learned that a lot of you like to dance, <laughs> especially you. <laughs> Kristen Hall. <laughs> and I watched uh, Christy Massey bouncing around a little bit, and it was fun. It was, it was just fun. You know, it, it just, it's, it's good to have fun together. It really is. It's healthy, it's wonderful, and I'm really glad we did it. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but I, I will not uh, belabor my... Okay, so uh, 10 minutes. I know you don't believe me, but start the timer. Here we go. So for those of you visiting today, and you, you've already heard that I have, uh, in light of this celebrating 10 years together, I've promised to do a 10-minute sermon. But I don't think anybody in this room that's been here for a while is too confident that I will keep to that. Um, my friend, I was on the phone with my friend recently, and he, is, he said his pastor was retiring, and they did a top 10 list for him in their service. He also told me that his pastor was narcoleptic and that he's fallen asleep while preaching. So be grateful that I don't do that. <laughs> but it, it did make me to consider doing a top 10 list today. So I've got 10 minutes to talk about 10 things that we have learned in 10 years, which will continue to define us as a church into the future. Number one, we have learned that prayer changes lives, right? First Thessalonians chapter five, rejoice always Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good, reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless uh, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. And so we have learned, I think, in 10 years that prayer protects and forms us, that we may be hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed, right? Never are we crushed. Jesus walks with us through difficulty. He carries us on to completion, and those things are true. We've learned here that the question, can I pray for you right now, can actually change lives. And so we seek to do that whenever we can with anybody that comes across our path. Uh, as we listen, we've learned that as we listen to the Holy Spirit, uh, Doors are opened for ministry to, to each other in our lives and that God answers uh, by healing and bringing life to us. Number two, we've learned to act justly, like our name says, right? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you uh, to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Uh, we say here that everything is spiritual, right? Everything is spiritual. People aren't political tools, and people aren't things to be defeated either, are they? Issues aren't the issue here at 6-8. We don't preach issues. 
Hearts are the issue. Hearts in need of Jesus are the issue. And we value people as the creation of God that they are. And so we act justly here at, at, you know, so that God's just nature would be revealed in this world. That's why we do it. Truth is always accompanied by loving care and action. So how we tr- treat others is very, very important. Number three, we've learned to love mercy, like Micah 6.8 says, a safe welcoming space, understanding, compassion, love, and gentility are all vital. And we are a warm church, if you haven't noticed that yet. We invite people to come here as they are, and we invite them also to be transformed by God's word and by God's spirit. Jesus often healed people, either soul or body, and then he instructed them to go and sin no more, right? And so healing and transformation are at the core of our ministry here together as, as a church. We often uh, allow each other to belong before we believe here at 6-8. We, we allow people to marinate in Jesus, which leads to solid understanding of salvation and to true life transformation. Number four, we've learned to walk humbly, just like Micah 6-8 also says. We know that the gospel is the great equalizer of all people, that we are no better or worse than anybody else out there in the world, right? First Peter chapter 3, in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ might be ashamed of their slander. So the church, we believe, proclaims truth with humility and respect. We are not out there beating people up with the word of God, right? We, we understand the issues of trauma and hurt and pride, and, uh, and we honor the complex stories that people bring to, our, to us here as a church. Um, we seek to walk hand in hand with people throughout life, uh, leading them to Christ as we too are being led to Christ, right? Number five, I'm getting there, aren't I? Right? I don't want to eat my time up, but uh, <laughs> mission is central. The Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, Jesus came along and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you uh, to the, always to the very end of the age, right? So we know here that mission will end when Jesus returns, but worship is forever, That's our final goal. The church's mission is revealed in his last command, and that becomes our first concern, right? We involve ourselves locally, as uh, Steph prayed for, and cross-culturally, as Kara prayed for, uh, in, in Christ's ministry to the world, to all nations, which is all people groups, right? And we know that this is not about us. It is about Christ's invitation of reconciliation of God with God to all peoples in the world, and so we engage our community through local partnerships, which we, we do really well. Uh, we engage our, our community, our larger community globally through people like Sammy Zondervan, who trains missionaries to, to the halls, pastoring in Morocco, uh, our work among Muslims in Lampung, Indonesia, and our work over in uh, the Middle East also among Muslims and refugees and things like that. And so this is all very important to us. Number six, we learn that story matters. 2 Timothy chapter 3, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of because you know that those from whom whom you learned it 
And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. So we hold scriptural truth tightly in one hand here at 6A, but we hold our preferences loosely in the other, right? We root ourselves in the, in the Bible, the story of a loving God pursuing his people, where the central character who is Jesus bore in himself our judgment and guides us by his timeless teaching. His, his teaching never becomes uh, old, right? Uh, this story is carried by the church all throughout history and, and into the future, encompassing and speaking to all issues of life. It really does. It restores our relationship with God the Father. It, it brings freedom and joy where there was once none in many people's lives. Amen to that, right? Number seven, we've learned that community matters. It's not just a buzzword for us here at 6-8. John chapter 13, uh, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, right? By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Amen to that one, right? Jesus, we believe, is glorified and fully embodied in the local church, right? In the local church. Where two or more gather, are gathered, there he is, right? He is there. Where, you know, so we express him in holiness we express him in worshipful obedience, and we are ambassadors of Christ, and we know that here, right? Healthy systems make for a healthy church, and we work really hard at that stuff. We're free to make our mistakes as we pursue Christ together, seeking to expand the kingdom of God, the, the boundaries of his kingdom reign in our community and out beyond into the world. In loving accountability, we call each other higher into Christ in attitude and life choices. Fun is important, and we had a lot of it last night. Amen. I love our service. I love that we laugh. Uh, encouragement is evident here as we practice loving and forgiving and encouraging each other really, really well. Um, the local church, I believe, and I think you should too, and I'm right, is the, is, <laughs> is the hope of the world. It is absolutely the hope of the world. We are a witness to the world of the love of God that they can also experience uh, with him. Number eight, we believe that passion matters. We've learned that really well. Romans chapter 12, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. Oh, amen, that gets me, right? This is your, oh my gosh, that's a great verse. This is your true and proper worship, all of you, right? Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be renewed by the, or be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Right? Be transformed, and then you will be able to, to test uh, and approve what God's will is, good and pleasing, perfect will, right? So worshipful, power-filled lives, that's what we seek to have here. This service is one aspect of our worship. Song and prayer expressed on Sundays are a communal reflection of individual desire and passion to submit ourselves fully to the transformative power of God. Oh, you know, I want to say, <laughs> that was a shame. <laughs> I practiced this. I, had it, I even had a minute left over, and I was going to mic drop that. Oh. 
But anyway, I'm almost done. <laughs> Our passion <laughs> expressed in song and in quiet reflection and in care of others and prayer and a pursuit of God's kingdom reign and, and a desire to reflect Jesus in holiness. So we worship holistically, all of us, right? Uh, we've learned, number nine, that grace matters, right? E- Ephesians chapter 2, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to Christ, to us in Christ Jesus. I guess you guys were right. I didn't finish in 10 minutes. Um, for it is by gra- his grace you are saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Oh, that is such a meaty, central passage to us, right? Now I can slow down. I'm going to have you. I got you now. I've already screwed up. We're going to be here for like 45 minutes now. I'm just going to add things on. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we know here at 6-8 that it is not, it, it's about the heart. It's about changed hearts, right? It's not just about simply behavior and getting things right all the time. Healthy morality is, is, is obedience. It comes out of obedience to God's standards sprouting from gratitude of his grace that he shed on our lives, right? So we don't focus on the behavior. We focus on the heart and the behavior ch- changes later. So we grow up as we grow in the faith as we grow old. We don't just, you know, kind of grow old and not really care about things. Covered by the righteousness of Christ, we have nothing to prove to God or anybody else. That doesn't mean we're arrogant. It just means we don't have to prove ourselves, right? Grace calls us higher uh, into holiness as we grow deeper into Christ. With no need to prove our worth to anybody, we respond in gratitude to what's been done to us through Christ's uh, death and resurrection. So grace here at 6-8, we understand that grace eradicates fear and pride and anger and selfishness and judgment and insecurity and victimhood, those things that hold us back, right, and keep us down. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. Amen. You can shout amen if you want for that one. Producing a freedom and a desire to walk with God, to love our neighbor well, and to rejoice in the law of God, to make him, his standards a, a joyous thing. We, we're used by God to display his grace, to display his glory to others, and grace never, never fails, even if it feels like it, it is never failing you. It's the great distinctive that separates the Christian from all other religious thought out there. There is no other religion that has that at its core, and it makes us totally different. And number 10, finally, we've learned that church can be great. Amen? Amen. We have learned that. We have learned church can be great. Ten great years our kids are happy if you see them running around this service, right? They are happy as little clams, man. They're just having a blast. We've weathered life well by laying this foundation of grace and truth here at 6 8. 6 8's the church that I often say, 6 8 is the church that I would attend if I didn't pastor it. It really is. And I'm, I'm not blowing sunshine. That's the, that's the God's honest truth. I love every. <laughs> You knew it happened. I love every single one of you. Every one of you. 
and all these people on these videos, I love you all. I look forward to the next 10 years. I hope you have the same expectation for that next decade as we move forward together uh, by the grace of God, as we walk and worship together, as we are led by his word and his spirit. Wish I had finished that in 10. It would have meant meant a lot more. (laughs) 